0: Welcome to the world beyond the tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page ninety-nine. I'm not going back to prison. You won't be. I thought we had agreed that I wouldn't be doing anything illegal. You aren't, possibly aiding and abetting a little conspiracy to commit, followed, of course, by receiving stolen money. But trust me, you'll come out of this smelling like a rose. Is that before or after your elderly Slavic Charles Atlas crushes my skull with one blow? His eyesight's going," said Wednesday reassuringly. He'll probably miss you entirely. "'Now, we still have a little time to kill. "'The bank closes at midday on Saturdays, after all. "'Would you like lunch?' "'Yes,' said Shadow. "'I'm starving.' "'I know just the place,' said Wednesday. "'He hummed as he drove some cheerful song "'that Shadow could not identify. "'Snowflakes began to fall, just as Shadow had imagined them, "'and he felt strangely proud. "'He knew rationally that he had nothing to do with the snow, "'just as he knew the silver dollar he carried in his pocket "'was not, and never had been, the moon. "'But still. "'They stopped outside a large shed-like building.' a sign said that the all you can eat buffet was 4.99 i love this place said wednesday good food asked shadow not particularly said wednesday but the ambiance is unmissable the ambiance that wednesday loved it turned out once lunch had been eaten shadow had the fried chicken and enjoyed it was the business that took up the rear of the shed it was the hanging flag across the center of the room announced a bankrupt and liquidated stock clearance depot wednesday went out of the ca- went out to the car and reappeared with a small suitcase, which he took into the men's room. Shadow figured he'd learn soon enough what Wednesday was up to, whether he wanted to or not, and so he prowled the liquidation aisles, staring at the things for sale. Boxes of coffee for use in airline filters only, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys and Xena Warrior Princess harem dolls, teddy bears that played patriotic tunes on the xylophone when plugged in, and other teddy bears that... And that's our page... The page begins with Shadow reminding Wednesday that, as their deal at the Crocodile Bar said, he would not be going back to prison. Wednesday believes Shadow won't go to jail because he'll simply be aiding and abetting, which is a federal offense in most cases, conspiracy, also a federal crime, and receiving stolen money, a felony punishable by two to three years in prison and or a $10,000 fine. So if they're caught, Shadow's going to definitely go back to prison. Given that he was sentenced to six years but only served three, he'd probably head back to prison to serve the rest of that sentence, as well as additional years for any more crimes he was found guilty of. You can also see the story of Johnny Larch on pages 13 to 14 for that lesson that Wednesday does not seem to care that Shadow has already learned. Shadow refers to Chernobog as an elderly Slavic Charles Atlas, and this is a Great way to reference him. You may or may not be familiar with, with the Atlas ads in vintage comic books, but he was also the inspiration for Grant Morrison's insane comic book hero Flexmentello. Charles Atlas was born in Italy in 1892 as Angelo Siciliano a bodybuilder who developed a workout regimen that would supposedly turn any young boy from scrawny to brawny. He got the name Charles Atlas when a friend said that he looked similar to the statue on top of the Coney Island Hotel, and he took the name as his legal name in 1922. His own transformation was supposedly spurred on by a bully kicking sand in his face as a child, which is possible, I guess, but I think it just sounds like building his own mythology, which which is going to be a common theme in American Gods. We... We can definitely discuss Wednesday's mythology, not only his actual Odin mythology, but the mythology he builds around himself, and then also, I think, no, it's quite a ways away, but sometime in the slightly near future, maybe, Mm, no, probably further in the future, we'll discuss uh, pieces of American folklore like Johnny Appleseed and Paul Bunyan for how mythology gets built up. Shadow also starts questioning some of the batshit events going on in his life, but only slightly. He thinks about how he made the snow, but then realizes, no, rationally, I couldn't have made the snow. And of course, this coin isn't a moon, it's a coin. So he's he's starting to kind of get a little shakier, though, on the, the facts and the, the truth of what's been happening to him. I think it's also odd that he doesn't talk about Laura coming back to life and visiting him in his hotel room, but maybe he's just not ready to have that discussion yet. Wednesday dragged Shadow to an all-you-can-eat place, and it's funny because Wednesday said the food isn't great, but that the ambiance is really where it's at. Shadow, despite this, seems to enjoy his fried chicken, although I think it's probably more because the Zoria's food was not great, and so anything would be better than that at this point for Shadow. $5 for the buffet is a good price, but it also means the food, as Wednesday suggests, is probably not that great. In my mind, all-you-can-eat was primarily an American idea, but apparently it's not the case. I know as an American we deal a lot with the overeating sort of stereotypes, but apparently all-you-can-eat is fairly common in other parts of the world as well. The buffet, though, more importantly, is a liquidation stop, so there's lots of junk on the shelves. These types of shops are familiar. I remember Coastal Vacations going to places where they had similar sorts of setups, where there was, you know, crap toys that were way out of date. There's also a place in Portland known as The Bins, and there's oversized wheeled bins with full of books in one and clothing in another, and if you dig around enough, you can really find some treasures, although bring gloves airline coffee, airline only coffee that is is an odd thing to me. I don't I couldn't figure out why there would be airline specific coffee. If it had I assume it has something to do with the altitude and how they brew it and temperature and ratio of grounds to water and all that, but I couldn't find anything specific. I did find a lot of articles about how you shouldn't drink airline coffee because it's going to give you the screaming shits, but I couldn't find anything about why there's airline-specific coffee grounds. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, familiar to people of my generation and probably newer generations as well. There's been some version of a cartoon on for the better part of 20 years now, it seems like. The toys were the first ones my mom insisted on holding on to because they would hold a great deal of value later in life, although I don't believe they have aged into any significant value at this point The original comic was published in May of 1984 by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, but the franchise really peaked in popularity in the early 90s with toys, theatrical movies, animated TV series, and a lot of straight-to-video productions, including the notoriously awful We Wish You a Turtle Christmas. It's 25 minutes of your life that feels more like 100 years, and dear God, I probably loved it as a kid when I was an idiot and also loved the NES game. I thought harem doll was a particular design or style I wasn't familiar with, but apparently there was a Xena warrior princess figure that was dressed as a harem girl. So it goes to show that nothing in this book is what I expect it to be. The toy itself was produced by Toy Biz in or around 1998, meaning that it definitely would be in liquidation by 2000-2001. I think it's a bit of an odd pull for Neil. I kind of went on a hunt hoping maybe he had written an episode or two of Xena that I wasn't aware of, but it doesn't seem like it. I also think it's odd the Ninja Turtle toys were on liquidation in 2000. That's, That's a long time after they peaked in popularity. Of course, it could just be a reference to, well, actually, it's probably a legitimate reference. Neil probably found a shop like this with Ninja Turtle toys. But man, that would have been seven or eight years after their best buy date, really. There's a number of references online to teddy bears that play pretend xylophones, but I couldn't find anything specific about patriotic ones. But patriotic garbage is a dime a dozen around the 4th of July, and then it all disappears, and it goes to die in stores like this. There's more of this crap to talk about tomorrow, though, so come on back. Get in touch with us at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song, and thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.